What's up, guys? It's me again. This is episode five of the Daily Dale. Um, this one, you guys, is going to be all about social media. And I think this one's going to be pretty fun to talk about just because I do. Um, I mean, we're all on social media every single day, pretty much. Um, and everybody wants to know the inside scoop of being an influencer, quote unquote. So yeah, this one's exciting. I have some notes on this one. And then I asked you guys on Instagram, what you want to know about social media. So let's get into the weekly recap. Um, let's see, what did I do this week? Oh my gosh. Okay. So crew turns a year on Friday. I'm filming this on Tuesday or recording this on Tuesday. So crew is going to be one probably when this episode comes out. Sorry, that was loud. Um, I can't really believe it. I feel like I'm going to cry if I think about it too much. I seriously feel like all of this happened yesterday and I feel like crew has just been here forever. It's the weirdest feeling, but I'm really excited we're having a birthday party for crew on Saturday and it's going to be so fun. I can't wait to share pictures and videos and celebrate our little boy turning one. Uh. Um, we have some exciting stuff going on behind the scenes that we can't really talk about right now, um, but we're working on that every single day. I'm so excited to share that as well. I know it sucks when people say, Oh, I'm so excited to share blah, blah, blah. And then they, you know, can't tell you what it is, but that's what we're doing lately. Um, not a whole lot going on. My best friend just had her baby yesterday. I'm so excited to meet him. He's the sweetest little nugget. So excited to meet him and so happy for them. They deserve it. They're going to be great parents. Um, I've known her since high school, the first day of freshman year of high school is when I met her. She's my bestie for the resty. So I'm so excited that she had a baby boy literally one year apart from crew. Her due date was three days before crew's birthday and she had him a day before her due date. So, so excited about that. Um, we did have Father's Day over the weekend and we just kind of chilled for Father's Day. Not a whole lot going on. My dad was sick, so we didn't really get to go over there and hang out by their pool or go on the boat or anything. But yeah, Caden's first official Father's Day. We did celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day last year when I was pregnant just because we're, we were still parents, but I guess not officially. So this was our like official first Mother's Day and Father's Day. So that was really special. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll jump right into it. So how I got started in social media was really through Caden. Um, Caden was big on Vine before I met him. I knew who he was on Vine. I've like, I saw some of his videos. I think Vine came out when I was a senior in high school or a fresh or a junior in high school. I think, um, I didn't follow him. I thought that his videos are really annoying. Actually. Um, that's before I developed a sense of humor and anyways, I thought he was super annoying and I thought he was thirst trappy because he would do weird shit with his tongue. And I thought he knows exactly what he's doing. He's not being slick. Anyways, so he was big on Vine. I think he had like 100,000 followers on Vine or something crazy like that. Well, 
Vine kind of started to drop down when I met him. And then he started posting me on social media and lost like a lot of followers. And then Vine went away. Um, and I started gaining followers on Instagram. Not like when I say gaining, like I think when I met Caden, I had like 600 followers on Instagram and then gaining meaning like, I think I had like a thousand ish when I started, like, I'm like, Oh my God, people are following me. So I think pretty much it started slowly going up. So I want to say that was like 2014, 2015. And then I just remember when I left my job as an interior designer, I had 14,000 followers on Instagram. So, um, any, I mean, from Vine and from Caden, it just started like slowly going up. I was just posting like, I don't know, random stuff. When Instagram came out with stories, I was still using Snapchat at the time. I don't have a Snapchat anymore. I just think it's like the shadiest app ever. So I don't use Snapchat. Um, but I was using Snapchat behind the scenes as like for my friends only. Like when we would go out, I would do funny videos or like more personal stuff. Instagram stories was more like because I was never on private. It was like anybody could see it. That was like, you know, the more I wouldn't I wouldn't say professional, but the more like curated stuff was on Instagram. Then I stopped using Snapchat and I kind of got more comfortable on Instagram. So I started posting just more on Instagram than Snapchat. And I think I I mean, obviously, when you first start out, you're kind of like nitpicking every little thing and you want everything to look perfect. And you're worried about what people will say about you if you post too much or not too much or not enough. Any, yeah, you just nitpick every little thing and second guess everything. And obviously, that happened to me. But I do think that I I started selling Monet. Um, I I did it two times, like two rounds. I did it and I was really consistent with it for a little bit. I think it was 2019 was when I was like big into it. And I will say that I really enjoy their products. Um, I think there's a lot of hate around the business model and like the recruiting. And that's why the product started to get a bad rap and like... I will say that most people who have never tried their products will say that it makes your hair fall out, which it doesn't. Like I still use some of their stuff now and I stand by them. I do think that with everything on the market, especially beauty products, um, not everybody agrees with it. Like not everybody's body agrees with it. You might have a reaction to something. Anyways, long story short, I like their products. Um, I didn't love their business model. I felt like it was very... Like it was very like heavy on the recruiting and I didn't like the way that that felt. So I stopped, um, still kept using their products. And then my, some like a, this girl local here started selling it and she made it look like so fun again. And I wanted to leave my job for a really long time, but couldn't, I, anyways, like I just didn't want to leave yet. I, it's like, I wanted to leave, but couldn't, didn't know how I was going to or what I was going to do. So I stayed and then I started selling Monet on the side again. And this second time was really fun, especially because I had more followers now. So I was reaching a bigger audience. I was making more money. Definitely not enough to like quit my job or anything. And where was I going with that? I don't know. I was selling Monet and... Oh, long story short, I was selling Monet and it was 
they were they do a really good job of teaching you how to not give a fuck basically like you have to not give a shit what people think about you to sell that kind of stuff because everybody's going to talk shit about you and i'm sure there were people out there who i went to high school with or who you know anybody was just talking shit like oh she's one of those girls like she got caught up in it and started selling shampoo online whatever and Honestly, I don't really give a shit because I was having fun doing it. I was meeting really great people, people who I still talk to now. And it taught me how to not give a fuck what anybody thought about me online. And I was posting so confidently. And at the end of the day, like everybody is trying to like make money and pay your bills. So why does it matter what somebody does to pay your bills? And I feel like that that helped me a lot even now, because like I do social media full time. And I'm sure that there's people out there who are like, Oh, you just are an influencer for like a living. And then I'll just be confidently like, I'll say confidently back. Yeah, I am. And I'm paying I'm making more now as a quote unquote influencer than I was at my interior design job. And Monet combined, I'm making double if not triple what I was making before. And so there's no shame in that. And I really don't give a shit what people say about how I make my money. I'm not, you know, doing OnlyFans and showing my ass and, you know, doing stupid shit online for money. So I feel like I'm making an honest living, whether it's on social media or not. So anyways, that was a big ass ramble. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So when I left my interior design job, I had 14,000 followers. Um, I remember being like, obviously scared because I was still doing Monet at the time. But I was like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, you know, be one of the top girls. You know, I feel like they kind of blow smoke up your ass too. And they're like, anybody can be one of the top girls, which I'm sure you could. But I do think that if you didn't get started at the very beginning, then it is kind of difficult. Anyways, this is not about multi-level marketing. This is about social media. But I think I started to get more serious about like getting paid for brands on social media because I wanted it to work. Um, And then when... So this is after TikTok, obviously was a thing. But Kaden, I think we went over this in the first episode to um, how we both got started in social media. But if you didn't listen to that, when TikTok came out, Kaden and Tate were pretty big. They started posting all the time, kind of like thirst trappy stuff together. And then naturally, I was just in some videos with them. And then people started asking me to be in them. And I had no desire to make a TikTok or to start making videos on there. And then it just kind of naturally happened where I made, (laughs) I made a TikTok one night with Caden and it went off and I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. I can do this. And I started just getting followers from Caden. And so that's kind of how it started on TikTok. And then I started to do my own thing. I made a couple of videos saying like, I know that people probably follow me because of Caden, but like, I want this to be like a me page not just a Caden and Dale page. So I started to focus more on like, I started doing my makeup on social media and talking about beauty products and workouts and food and just more like girly stuff, pregnancy stuff. I was pregnant and baby stuff and clothes and all that and stuff that was interesting to me, not just me and Caden, like funny stuff. I would still mix that in a little bit. So, um, that's kind of what I was posting on TikTok. And I will say 
I should be better about posting on TikTok, but TikTok is a very toxic place. I think um, the comments on there are just crazy. It's so different than Instagram because Instagram is like pretty much everybody who you interact with on your Instagram, like people who comment on your stuff, they follow you or you know them or something like that. It's more personal on TikTok. It's like your video, you post a video and it goes on like the most, it could go on anybody's for you page. So you like, you never know who's looking at your stuff. Um, when you post on TikTok. And so then you just get like the mean comments. And I will say that it used to really bother me. I used to really let it get to me and I would comment back to people and get defensive. And, but that's never a good look. I feel like in, it was so like emotionally draining where I would just take weeks off from the app at a time because I am a very like empathetic, emotional person. And I would feel those comments really deeply. And when I stopped looking at the comments, even on like, I don't look at the comments on TikTok, like pretty much ever. Um, I usually just ask Caden like, Oh, how'd that video do? And he'll be because Caden's always on it. Like he's always just like looking at stats and whatever the background stuff and comments. And I'll be like, Oh, how'd that video do? And he goes, Oh, it, it did really good. Or like people love this, blah, blah, blah. But I try not to look at the comments because I don't want I don't want it to ruin my day. So it's like, it's kind of like, kind of like blissfully unaware or like ignorance is bliss where I just don't look because I don't want to piss myself off because the people who comment mean shit online are fucking idiots. I'm sorry, but you have that much time on your hands that you're going to go comment something mean on somebody's post that you don't even know just because you don't like the way that they look or like what they post, just scroll past it. So that's, that is kind of why I don't love TikTok. Um, I have a way larger following on TikTok just because I think it's easier to get a large following on TikTok than it is Instagram. Um, they say that, and I will refer to Monet a lot because they, they, their training and like how they want you to be successful is like, they'll really talk to you about how to post on social media strategically and like how to make your social media look good because you I guess only have like, when somebody looks at your page, pretty much have three seconds to capture their attention and tell them what your page is about. So that's why you see a lot of Instagram bios that are like, I teach women how to blah, 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 or I show women how to whatever. I show stay at home moms how to make a living from your phone, stuff like that. Like that's like attention grabbing and it gets to the point right away. So somebody reads that they're like, oh, and then they like stick around for maybe three more seconds to look at your pictures. And if they're aesthetically pleasing and like the content that they want to consume, then they'll follow. And if they're not really into it, or if you have shitty quality photos or whatever as a brand or as a business or person trying to gain followers, then they're not going to follow you. Um, so I will say that, that, that Monet taught me a lot about social media and how to grow social media and how to stay consistent. And even if you have nothing to post, still post and stuff like that. But, um, my first, I don't know my first brand, but when, once I left my job or maybe I got these while I was still working there, I can't remember. Um, but I got a couple small brands. I remember I was pregnant. Okay. I was pregnant. So I wasn't at my job anymore. And I, um, beat the beach waiver brand. They reached out to me and they were like, 
we want to send you a bunch of stuff and have you do a video for us for $500. And I was like, easy, you know, like $500 just for a video and some free products. Sure. So like, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what I was looking for in a contract and they send me a contract and I sign it. And, um, I do the video. I'm sure you guys have seen the ad. They ran it everywhere. Like I'm, I can't even tell you how many times people have sent me this ad months after I posted it. Um, or months after I signed the contract with them. But anyways, I basically signed that video's life away. <laughs> like <laughs> normally now in a contract, it'll be like, you can have organic use of the product or the, the video for ads for what is it like six months or a year or something like that. Well, I signed off indefinitely with that video, which I don't really care, whatever, but I probably got them a lot of business and I, that ad probably did very well for them, which is why they keep running it. And then obviously they were very smart and they knew that I didn't have management at the time. I'm not also, I'm not like shitting on this brand. They're just very, they're, they probably had no ill intentions or I have nothing against the brand. I would definitely work with them again, but I would definitely raise my price and sign a better contract. But, um, they, knew that I didn't have management and they knew I didn't know what I was looking for. And they knew that my social media was only going to grow. And if they could use it like now, if they were running that ad, they would probably get a lot of business because they would target my audience and my audience knows who I am. So anyways, signed the contract for $500 and they ran it like so much. And it was like, it was a good video. I think I did it the day of our gender reveal actually. And it's for the beach waver. If you don't know, they do like those crimpers or curling irons that like twist for you. And I still use their curling irons in their straightener now. Um, they have really great products. Actually, another brand that I did was vanity planet. This one, I, I don't know who has been following me for that long, but, um, I did an ad for them for a thousand dollars and it was an integrated TikTok. So an integrated TikTok is where you don't have a dedicated video for the ad. So I could do my makeup, but also like I could mention other brands, but then I would be like, Oh, by the way, this is my vanity planet mirror and blah, blah, blah about it. Use my code, whatever for a discount. And then like I could keep talking about other stuff. So I do that video and I post it, like sign the contract, whatever, before I post all of the stuff. And I posted this on, on Instagram because I, they are a huge brand. Okay. If this was like some mom and pop shop, they didn't pay me. Basically they didn't pay me, um, well after their payment was due and nobody was reaching out to me. Nobody, I was reaching out to multiple emails, every email that I had months after um the contract had been signed months after the the videos had been posted whatever if this was like a mom and pop shop and somebody was emailing me back i would have never posted them online but it was the only way that i could get their attention and it worked um i just posted on social media like hey vanity planet hasn't um i think it was almost a year ago yeah almost a year ago i was like Vanity Planet hasn't paid me. Um, I just wish somebody would email me back. Like, don't buy from this company, whatever. Um, and then a bunch of people started commenting on their last photo on their Instagram page and was like, you better pay her, blah, blah, blah. 
So then the CEO emails me and he, or I think he was a CEO. Like he had something in his bio or in his like signature on email. I'm pretty sure it was. Anyways, he emails me and he goes, I need a little time to get you your money, but I have it, whatever. Just give me until blah, blah, blah. And then I think it was maybe a week after that. And they finally paid and he was very apologetic and whatever. But, um, so that was the drama with that. Um, the first big brand that I worked with was Sonic. And that was a year ago. They reached out and it was like a bundle of, um, it was a bundle of videos that they wanted me to do on TikTok. And I'm not joking. I remember exactly where I was when I got the email and when I got the quote for how much it was going to be. And I literally looked at Caden and I said, I cannot believe that this is real life. Like I, I can't believe that I didn't want to do this and that this is like, this is our life. I just, sometimes it's just, it's wild. And I touched on this, um, a little bit in the first episode of this podcast, when we talk about social media, but a lot of people don't realize that social media influencers are being paid with big marketing budgets because those brands marketing bu- budgets are not going towards TV commercials, billboards and stuff like that because nobody nobody watches cable anymore and the billboards aren't working like they used to. So now everybody's seeing that you would rather buy something like a makeup product and I'm I'm guilty of not, I wouldn't say guilty, but I do this too. I love to look at TikToks of makeup and I look up reviews basically on social media from smaller people because I would rather buy from somebody small than Jennifer Aniston, who's selling Avino. I would 100% rather buy like a product that somebody I trust on social media, like a smaller influencer is posting about. So these brands have figured that out, that consumers are more likely to purchase products from people that they trust and like on social media. So it's just, it's, it's the money going to something different. These brands have always had huge budgets, but now they're using them on people instead of commercials and billboards. So I do think it's really awesome. I know that there's some people out there who like to shit on influencers and say, you guys don't do anything meaningful or you guys just sit around and do your makeup for money and whatever. But I think that's pretty ignorant. And to be angry at somebody for how they make money, um, I think is pretty stupid. I will say that there are some people who do take advantage of it, like influencers. I, I will say that there's some shitty people out there who like to deceive you and really don't give a shit about the products that they're selling or promoting. They just do it because they want to make a quick buck. And I will say that I was, I, one of the first brands that I got was some like plug in air freshener or some air purifier. And they, I think they paid me $300 or something like that for a couple stories. And I was like, $300 for a couple stories. Hell yeah. So I did it. I had, I knew nothing about the product, of course. Like, but I mean, I'm not perfect. And it's not like I was selling some drug that's going to kill someone or, it was like an air purifier, you know, but I, I will say that now I'm very, I'm very picky about who I work with. And if it doesn't align with who I am as a person and a brand and think things that I preach online, then I'm not going to, not going to use it. Um, I was approached by a company through one of my managers, um, 
for, oh, well, actually this company always reaches out to me like to this day, Love Honey. Um, it's like a sex toy company and they offered to pay me. This is full transparency. They offered to pay me $16,000 for a TikTok to post about this vibrator. And I basically, I told them no. And I told all my managers, like if this company reaches out to you, just automatically know that this, this line of product is not something I'm interested in putting my face behind basically. And you will never catch me taking a selfie with a vibrator and posting it on social media for money. It's just not who I am. It's not the vibe that I want to give out. I have a son and I would hate if later on down the road, one of Cruz's classmates pulls up a picture of his mom next to a fucking vibrator and makes fun of him in school for it. I will not be that person. And I am not shitting on anybody who has done an ad for a vibrator. If you have outweighed the if you've weighed the risks to the benefits and that's something that you want to do and whatever that's you this is just me personally i do not want to do that and that's my reason behind not wanting to do it but full transparency i do turn down brands there was another brand who wanted to post like wanted to send me some it was like some oh my gosh i can't even remember the name of it i almost signed the contract too and i told my manager like let's go ahead and do it it was some book it was like the burn burn body burn book or something. I don't know. But I looked them up on TikTok after I had almost, I think I signed, I don't remember if I know, cause I, there's no way I would have signed the contract if I didn't do it. So I didn't do it, but I told them yes. And then I came back and was like, I don't feel comfortable putting my face next to this brand. Basically it was, I thought the, I thought the book and the idea behind it was pretty cool. So it was like a workout book where you can like track your workouts and track your nutrition. I didn't obviously read through the whole thing, but it was supposed to be like, you can kind of like track everything right inside of the book and it gives you tips and tricks, whatever. Well, I looked them up on TikTok just to see like for inspiration, what other people were saying about it and what other people were making videos of and whatever. And there was like the first thing that popped up was like a controversy with the brand running an ad calling somebody fat. And I was like, Absolutely not. No, there's no way that I'm going to put my name next to this brand. So I emailed them and I was like, Hey, like basically psych, I don't want to work with this brand. And this is why, um, there was another one that was promoting like really unhealthy diet foods. Um, I want to say it was like, (laughs) they have protein bars and shakes and they wanted to, it's, I don't know if it was like, I don't really know anything about Weight Watchers, so I'm not going to compare it to that. But it was like meal replacement shakes and skinny teas and all that shit. And I was like, no, there's no fucking way I'm promoting that shit. So there are brands that I definitely turned down, you guys. I don't take every single one. Um, But that's just a little bit about brands. And I will say that once I started, I was really skeptical about partnering with a... um, with a manager, like getting a manager, because I was like, well, I don't want to be giving 20% of everything, whatever that selfish um, mindset. And I wasn't getting really any brand. So I was like, you know what, I I do want some help. So I trialed out this one agency um, about a year ago, and I wasn't bringing in enough for their agencies, like, um, what do you call it? 
their threshold or whatever. Like I did, I wasn't making enough with them bringing in enough through their agency to be kept on. So I think we did a three month trial. And then I reached out to this company that I'm with now, A-List. And um, ever since then, like it's been, it's been a whirlwind. Like all these brands come in and I've said yes to a lot of them, but like you guys, like I said before, and you guys know now that I don't say yes to everything, but I will say getting an agent was the best thing that I did. Um, I'm definitely making a lot more and they help track everything for you. They look through your contracts to make sure that you're not getting screwed basically. And they know like the market price for, um, for your budget or for their budgets. And they, they're really, you got to find one that's, that really cares about you and respects your like brand and who you want to work with and knows you and all that stuff. And Caden works with A-List too. And we have a friend here locally who started her own agency and they're all, we, I work with three managers right now and they're all non-exclusive. So like, I don't have any, they don't have any issues with me getting brands with anybody else. And that was something that was really important to me because I didn't want to be tied down with one agent because each one is, each one has different contacts and they work differently and they're pulling in different brands and stuff like that. So, um, I, but I love them all and they're all amazing and they all work so hard and they're just great. So definitely getting a manager is, um, I think super important if there's anybody out there who's looking to start their own, like start on social media. Um, I know this is kind of like tangent E, but if you want to start on social media, I would say my biggest advice is to just be consistent. I know everybody always says that with everything, but it's true. Um, consistency, even if you're getting two likes on your pictures, um, just keep posting, post about shit that you like so that you don't get tired of it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, be consistent, post what you like, don't give up, don't give a shit about what anybody says. If anybody's laughing at you because you're doing your makeup on TikTok, then fuck that person. They suck. Um, that's basically it. If you have friends who don't agree with it and say, why don't you just go get a real job and sit at a desk nine to five and hate your life, then fuck that friend. If, but if working a nine to five is what you want to do, then do it. Life is too short to do shit that you hate. And that is the one thing that I will stand behind 1000% until the day I die. I fucking hate working a nine to five. I can't do it. I cannot physically do it. I hated my life working a nine to five. I hated it. I hated every single minute of it. Even when I was doing what I went to school for, what I had a passion for, but it was the fact that I had to be in an office reporting to someone from basically 8.30 in the morning to five in the afternoon. I hated it. I hated it. I don't do well with authority. I don't like to be told what to do. It's just who I am. I've always been that way since I was a child. Um, it's just, it's not in me to sit at a desk and be told what to do for eight hours a day. When the sun is shining and I'm working on the beach, but I'm not at the beach, or I'm not enjoying myself in the sun. I'm sitting in an office freezing my balls off in July. So that's just, that's pretty much the reason I wanted to pursue social media so I could get the fuck out of that. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, imposter syndrome I wrote on here. I, 
So if you listen to my health episode, I talked a little bit about that. And I will say that that's a real thing. I didn't really understand it when people would talk about it before. But imposter syndrome is real. It's basically when you're like posting and talking about something when you feel like you're not qualified to. And that was kind of me in the last episode. But you guys loved that episode. So I'm going to keep doing it. Um, Basically, I do feel some imposter syndrome when I'm talking about health and health and wellness, because like we eat Culver's occasionally, or like last night, Kaden was on live and I walked through the kitchen to grab a piece of cookie dough. And someone was like, deal. I thought we were eating healthy or something like that. But I'm like, that goes back to the balance thing. I'm going to, I'm going to eat a cookie. Um, at the end of the day, I got to have something sweet every single day. And it wasn't like the, like real cookie dough. That's terrible for you. You know, like full-on Toll House cookies. It was sweet Lauren's cookies. So they're like less sugar. I will not say that I can, that you should eat like a whole thing of them. But anyways, yes, I have imposter syndrome and I sometimes feel like I'm not qualified to talk about things, but I always want to make sure that I'm doing my research or talking from a personal experience, not telling people what to do. And yeah, I mean, I, on this podcast I want to have, I know I keep talking about it. My friend Gina on social media, we're actually going to be talking, I think next week, but she's a lactation specialist. And so I am obviously not, I'm just a breastfeeding mom. And so I want to have her on, um, who's a professional to talk about things. But anyways, I, I like to do research and I like to talk about a personal approach to what I'm talking about. So I'm not just talking out of my ass about subjects. So that's why I want to have a professional on to talk about um, like breastfeeding and she's a professional so she can talk about all that stuff. And then like I can put my personal spin on it and my personal experiences of breastfeeding for a year so far. And we're also going to talk about baby sleep, which again, she's not a sleep consultant, but she has five children. So I would call her a professional in the area um, of baby sleep. And then I also have a one-year-old, so I wouldn't call myself a professional, but I would call myself um, experienced in that. So we're going to talk a lot of shit about baby sleep. Um, And I guess that kind of goes into my next little bullet point, which is how I deal with hate. I know I talked about it a little before, but I'm I'm trying to get better at it um, because... I do feel like some of my episodes come off as being timid, especially with the health one, because I think that obviously health and wellness is a very touchy subject to people and people with eating disorders and things like that can get pretty upset when you use terminology like fat or overweight or, you know, when when I talk about binging or some, you know, I just, I also feel like this day and age, everybody is so sensitive and the littlest things can upset people. And like, even me saying the littlest things upset people, I'm like, no, not little things, you know, like they're big things to some people. So it's like, I, I'm trying to be better at it where I'm like, I say what I mean. And you guys just have to understand that if you're listening to this, I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm just trying to explain whatever I'm talking about. And if, the terminology of the words hurt, then I feel like we should look within ourselves and think and kind of like dig deep and figure out why that hurts. 
um, rather than attacking the person who is saying it. So if that makes any sense, um, how I deal with the hate is I kind of just don't look at it. Like I said earlier on TikTok, I don't really look at it. But sometimes if I'm in a great mood where I'm feeling feisty and I want to give these hands buy one, get one free, I'll say something clever back or something like you look like you fucking suck or something. I don't know. Like sometimes I'm in a good mood and their stupid ass comments don't bother me. But other times when somebody wants to say something about what I'm insecure about, like looks wise, um, then I'll be really hurt for a long time. <laughs> I will say this sticks in my mind. I don't know why, because it's such a dumbass comment. This girl. Okay. I used to do, I will say when I look back at some of the Q and A's or like things I posted on Instagram, when I was heavily pregnant, I sounded kind of like a bitch. And that's, I mean, I'm, I was eight, nine months pregnant in the summer. So you can just, it sucked. I will say at the end, like I was miserable and I was getting really annoyed with basically everything, not making an excuse, but I was kind of a bitch on social media. Like I had a little bit of an undertone of being bitchy. Well, this girl had messaged me and she was also pregnant. I just want to add. Um, But even though I was being a little bitchy or like everything was annoying me and I was heavily pregnant and miserable, I would never, ever, 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 ever message another woman, much less another pregnant woman something hateful and rude. That's just, I would never fucking do it. I blocked this bitch so fast. She said, you just sound so fucking rude every with everything that you say or something. You sound so rude all the time or something like that. And I was like, I just sent her laughing faces back and said, okay, you're blocked then. Like, why do you think that you have to go out of your way to say something rude? Like, I know that she wasn't like, she probably had a terrible day, but even if I have a fucking terrible day, I'm not on social media ripping people's assholes apart. And I don't know why that stuck with me, but I was very upset with it. And I was very upset for a long time after that, because I was like, holy shit, like, do I sound like a bitch? And then I would be like, I would try to be overly nice on social media. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not who I am. And that's not the season I'm in right now. If I feel like being a little feisty and a little bitchy, sometimes I'm going to do it. You don't have to be the nicest person ever all the time. I'm not like, and it's not like when I was on social media, I was like talking shit to people. It would be like, I would, I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it wasn't like, I wasn't calling people out. It was just a little attitude-y. And that's just who I am. I've had an attitude since I was like three, get over it. Um, but that's, that's another thing with social media is people fucking suck. There are some assholes out there who just like to fucking talk out of their ass and spew some hate. And it's just, it's just part of the job. And you kind of have to either like get with it or get out because somebody is going to talk shit to you. Somebody's going to make fun of you for posting whatever video. I know <laughs> one of our friends messaged in the group chat the other day about my health episode and said like, it's fruit. Cause I, when I was talking about eating fruit, I was like, it's fruit guys. It's really just fruit. Just eat the fruit. It's fruit. And I will say that I was like, like I had a little bit of embarrassment from that. And I was like, Oh my God, I sounded like a fucking idiot talking in my podcast. And I don't want to sound stupid. Maybe I should have edited that out, blah, blah, blah. But that's just part of the job. And I'm not perfect. And I stutter and I go on tangents on here, but that's just the name of the game. And you got to put some armor on and take a punch and keep going. But that's, that's the name of 
the game in social media, you just, you got to put yourself out there. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when you are a quote unquote influencer, when you have a big following and you want to do this full time, um, you're putting yourself out there and you're being vulnerable and you're talking about things to the masses that other people are not confident about. Like my birth story, like to me, that's no big deal. I'm talking about my birth story and like what happened to me and I'm not ashamed of it. You guys know the story behind that. But so many people would be like, would message me and say, oh my God, thank you for talking about this. I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody about it. And like, they were almost ashamed to be talking about it. But when you are on social media, that's what you're doing is you're making yourself vulnerable and sharing things that other people don't share. And that's why people follow you. And I think that that's kind of a superpower um, where most people would say you're sharing too much or, you know, you're putting yourself out there too much. And I would never post blah, 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 or they post like once a year or something. That's totally fine. But I like to connect with people online. And I've met so many people through doing this. And I just think I don't even know where I was going with that. But basically, people on social media are posting. What am I trying to say? People on social media are putting their putting themselves out there in a way that others are not willing to do. And that's why they get a following. And that kind of leads me into um, how to keep your real life and social media separate and how you set boundaries with posting. And that also goes into talking about like us posting crew. And I'll start with the crew subject. So many people, I will say that's the number one asked question when I asked on Instagram what you wanted to know about social media is how I feel about posting crew. How long are we going to keep posting him? Am I uncomfortable with posting him? Blah, blah, blah. Um, As of now, we are comfortable posting him when he is obviously like we will never post him potty training. I don't love to post him without a shirt on. Um, He pretty much always has a shirt on in our house because you just never know when he um, is going to be in the back of a video or whatever. So um, like we like to not do that. Um, I like to, I mean, I will obviously never post about his medical history or anything like that. Um, but as of now we are happy posting him, um, in innocent ways and never in the bathtub. He, if he has a shirt off, um, Caden and I like to block his chest and, that's, I used to think it was so weird when moms would kind of blur out boys' chests on social media. And I'm like, they don't have boobs. Why are they blocking it out? Um, and it's because there's fucking weirdos out there. That's the, that's the short answer for it. There's fucking weirdos out there. There's pieces of shits who like to take, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. It's going to make me fucking throw up because these people are so sick. They will take pictures of innocent children and use them for horrible things. And I will be fucking damned if somebody takes picture of my innocent little child and uses it for something it's not supposed to be used for. So, um, but that also leads me into, do we have plans on not showing him? I don't really know right now. Right now we're okay with posting him. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I obviously have seen lots of influencers taking their kids off of social media and just saying like, we don't want our kid to be, um, like, I don't want my kid to be recognized in public without me or something like that. And I will say, 
I agree with that and I see it and I think it's valid. Um, and who knows, maybe sometime in the future, we will say, you know what, we're, we don't want crew to be out in the world and without us and have somebody notice him. And, uh, and at, at the same time, I don't, it's, it's a touchy subject and it's tough to navigate this because crew didn't ask for this. Um, we signed up for social media and he didn't. So it's, that's also why we don't really post when he will get, when he gets older, we're not going to post anything like embarrassing about him because God forbid he is very sensitive about it. And he gets embarrassed by people at school or his friends, or, you know, I would hate to post a picture of him on like potty training on the toilet, or I don't know. It's, it's very hard to navigate this, but you just never know um, what we're going to do in the future. We may just be like, you know what, we're, we're okay with not posting him on social media. So maybe we'll post like the back of his head and in photos or something. I don't know. I really don't. I know that it's really tough. And there are some people out there who have strong opinions on it. Um, but there are also some parents out there who have huge followings, like way bigger than us and they still post their children. So I don't know. It's tough, but we'll see. Um, that's the dealio with crew. Um, keeping our lives separate with being on social media, I think is, it's pretty tough. I will say, because, um, for example, like if we go and have a cheat meal or something like that, um, I do feel like I would get annoyed with Caden because he always had to videotape that. Um, and we can never have a burger in peace, if you will. Um, or like when he was going on TikTok live a whole lot, I would get annoyed because I'd be like, oh my God, he's screaming at midnight and I'm trying to sleep or, you know, just stupid things like that. You feel like you have to kind of document your whole day um, when you, when social media is your job. And then it's like, you're worried about being present and not just filming it to show it off or, you know, it, it is, it is hard. And Sometimes I get in a rut where I'm like, I'm not even going to videotape anything because it's so stressful or I don't even want to do that because, you know, I don't know, that part was stupid, but I've, it is tough. It is hard to separate the two. Um, I think Kate and I do a good job about that because a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't realize that Kaden can be serious. So um, they think that he's just crazy all the time and he's not, he's very chill. He's really only, I would say crazy like that 20% of the time. Um, but I think we both do a good job of keeping it separate. I will say there are some times when like we both have ads going on or crew just woke up. We both have ads going on and we have to be like on our phone to post it that minute or that day. Then it's obviously tough to like, like the other night, um, we both had ads to go that needed to go live and um, we were doing bath time with crew and we were both on our phones and I looked up and I was like, this isn't what, like, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't both be on our phone doing bath time, you know, like we should be present in the, in the time. So I put down my phone until he posted and then he put down his phone until I posted and, um, and we just kind of trade off like that. I will say that um, now having a child who requires like 
full on attention every time he's awake. It's definitely hard to find time to post um, or to create content. So I kind of have to use his nap times wisely. Um, it is also hard because he's not a great sleeper. So he requires a lot of um, like putting back to sleep if he wakes up after like 40 minutes of his nap and things like that. So it is hard to balance it all, I will say. Um, but I would much rather do that and create kind of like organic content without makeup on or something like that than working in nine to five. So um, I'm very blessed to have this job. And I, I can't believe that this is our life sometimes like it's just, it just feels surreal that I'm able to be home with crew pretty much all the time because it's I like when when I would talk about having kids before I'd be like, oh, my God, I would there is no way I would be a stay at home mom. Like I, I would go crazy, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like obsessed with it. I love it. I'm so blessed to be able to do this. And I couldn't imagine leaving him all day, especially um, breastfeeding. And that's a whole other conversation for Gina and I when we talk about going back to work and breastfeeding and stuff like that. Um, but it is it is tough to balance it all and to keep like work and personal life separate, especially when your work is posting about your life and, you know, making relationships with your followers and stuff like that. And I will say the coolest thing ever was when we went to the Morgan Wallen concert in Tampa and we met so many people. It was actually kind of crazy the amount of people that came up to us. Um, it was me, Caden and Tate that they were all just like, oh my God, can we take pictures with you? Oh my gosh, I follow you on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Like it was, it was honestly crazy and it was very cool. Um, I will say there's probably at least one person everywhere we go. Um, that notices us whether they say something or not. Like we went to the mall the other day and noticed some people talking like would you could definitely tell that they knew who we were, that they had seen some TikToks of Caden or something like that. Um, but nobody came up to us. And then there's other times where like we I was at Rocco's Tacos with one of my friends and a girl came up and asked for a picture and things like that. Like it's just it's really crazy because especially I don't know. It just feels like I'm just an, I mean, I am a normal person, but it is crazy. Like meeting people who are like, Oh my God, I follow you. And like, I love what you post and I can't believe it's really you. Like, it's like, they're talking about a celebrity, but it's like, it's just me guys. Like it's just little old me and I'm not like a celebrity or anything, but I can only imagine what people with like a huge following feel like, because it's, it's pretty, I, it's pretty crazy. Um, honestly. And we love it. We love meeting people and we love that we get to make people laugh. I would say that's the best thing about doing social media is Kaden will say, like, you just never know who needs to see your video that day. He gets messages from people all over that just say, Hey, like, I just want you to know that I like have cancer and I watch your videos to laugh while I'm in the hospital. Like that just hits you right in the gut right in the fucking gut. And it puts it into perspective that like, it's so worth all the bullshit and the hate that you get to post these stupid, funny videos that make somebody with cancer laugh. And like, that's the best part of their day is watching your videos laughing. It will, that will never get old. And people will say, Oh, it's not that serious or whatever. And, but it is, it is that serious because that person felt 
the need to reach out to Caden or me and say, like, I'm having a really shitty divorce or something like that. And your videos make me laugh and your content has changed the way that I view my baby or my postpartum body or something like that. Like I get those messages all the time. And that is what makes it all worth it. And that's why I keep doing what I'm doing because not because of the money that I'm making, but, and that sounds like people are, oh, you're bullshitting. You don't really mean that, but I do. And I love the people that I've met through social media. And it's just, it feels like it feels surreal. That's for sure. Um, But I do think that people, they gravitate towards our content because we're real and like we post things that aren't perfect and like the perfect body, the perfect ad, the perfect anything really. It's just kind of like posting real life stuff. So like I'm cussing at Caden, I'm yelling at Caden. Um, He's posting like a workout that he did or like I'm posting about my uterus protector and I'm posting about like I'm doing an ad with no makeup on and wet hair or something like that. Like I feel like people are starting to smell bullshit from a mile away. And I think that there are some really shitty people out there who have a big following and use it for bad and just post curated perfect pictures all the time and then they're struggling behind the scenes maybe but they'll never post that because they have to be perfect and I'll never be like that and if I'm having a tough time I'm I feel like I'm pretty open with everybody and saying like hey like I don't want to post on TikTok right now because I don't have inspiration or motivation to post on here because I don't like this app and other people are like pushing out you know like whatever content because they feel like they have to Um, but I do feel like that's what kind of sets us apart from other influencers is we're more relatable and real and not fake. And I will never fall into that. Neither will Caden. We're, we're very real people and relatable is just kind of the bottom line here. Um, I would say that's the best way to describe us on social media is relatable. We're not perfect in our relationship. We're not perfect parents. We give crew screen time and he's under two years old and he, that kid will, that kid loves Moana. Um, and honestly I do too. So if mommy needs a break, mommy's putting on Moana and we're chilling for 30 minutes, you know, I think it's, you know, that's another conversation, but I feel like it's hard to, it's hard to be on all the time. Um, and when your kid only takes one nap, you need a little break. So you're going to put on some fucking Moana. Okay. Um, and then I put inspiration or lack thereof to post, um, like people are always like, how do you, how do you find the inspiration or the motivation to post all the time? And the truth is, is that I don't, sometimes you'll see me go a week or more without posting on, um, TikTok, or I like post maybe twice on Instagram that day because I'm busy or because I just have nothing going on and I'm not going to, you know. Um, I will say bloom I'm partnered with bloom, um, greens, and I kind of like that. I'm their type of video and what they want their influencers to post is like, they don't care if they just show like one second or whatever of the product, um, which is why you'll see me doing vlogs all the time with them, but they kind of motivate me to post on TikTok. So like I'm in a partnership with multiple months with them and it kind of gives me 
like the push to post because I have to, but it's also like, okay, people do like to see the vlogs and like, I should do the vlogs more. But I will say vlogging is so much work. You see like less than three minutes of my day with a bunch of videos, but that shit is hard. You're taking your phone everywhere and you got to set it up. And then you have maybe like 40 minutes of footage to go through and edit for the whole day. And that can take over an hour. And then you got to find music. And then it's, I mean, I'm sitting here complaining over like two hours of work of my day, but it's like, that's a lot of work um, to vlog. So I don't usually have the motivation to post all the time, but I will say that the Bloom partnership has kind of pushed me to do that. So um, I am trying to figure out on TikTok how, like where I want to go with my content, because I do want to be like, I want to be more uh, present there on that app, but I just find it really hard to find like, I don't know what the fuck to post besides the Bloom vlogs. And like I said, that's a lot of work. So I'm trying to like, do I do a makeup like thing, like a get ready with me? Do I do like workout ones? I don't know. We're figuring it out. We're working through it. I don't know. We're figuring it out. But what else do we want to talk about? Let me go to my Instagram real fast and see. Okay. Someone said how many, or what's one of the most invasive questions somebody has asked you and did you answer it? Um, I will say that that's one thing about being on social media is people think that you'll just kind of share whatever. And that I, I don't think people are being mean about it or malicious, but people also say like, I think that they think that they are entitled to your personal information. Like a lot of people will message me and be like, Oh, what pediatrician do you take crew to? Or like, did you vaccinate him? Or, you know, very personal questions. And those I just don't answer. I'll be like, like, I'll either ignore it, or I'll just flat out say, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. But like, here's how you can find one for yourself, like a pediatrician for your kid or something like that. Um, So I don't answer the really personal ones. Um, A lot of people will ask, like, what's the biggest fight you and Caden have ever been in? And that's just that's I feel like there's stuff that needs to be between you and your partner and that stuff that will stay between Caden and I. And I don't think it's anybody's business. We're pretty open about our relationship and that we're not perfect, but we're perfect for each other. So that's really where it's going to stay. Um, and I, it is hard to keep things private when you're such an open person on social media and people just kind of want more of you, but that's just stuff that you want to keep private. Like Sarah's day. If anybody follows her, she's an Australian influencer and, um, she has two sons and her youngest son, Malachi has a medical condition and she does not disclose what it is. Um, however, she did, she's a YouTuber and she like did a vlog, I guess I didn't see it, but I saw like a bunch of her comments, um, in a interview she did. And she like openly posted that her son, had a medical condition, but that she wasn't going to disclose what it was. And people were like ripping her apart saying like, you signed up for this life. And the fact that you won't tell us what he has is like disrespectful to your following and your fans and shit like that. That's no, that's a no go for me, sister. You 
you do not tell somebody that they have to tell you what's like what condition their child has. That's just it's so fucked up that people think that like they are entitled to personal information like that just because she signed up for this life. Um, and what she chooses to disclose with her following and her fans is completely up to her. And if you don't respect that, and that goes for any influencer. And if you don't respect that, then you can politely get the fuck out. Um, so that's how I feel about that. Somebody said, do you like posting all about your life? Um, I do. I enjoy sharing my day and sharing parts of our life with you guys. And I get joy out of connecting with people who are going through the same thing. Or I really like when people will be like, you make me feel less alone in like whatever journey they're in health and wellness. Like I got a lot of good feedback like that. And people saying that was so relatable and my birth story and crew not sleeping and then us choosing to co-sleep and bed share and all that. Um, so yeah, I do like to I do like to share my life on social media. I think it's actually really fun. And the fact that I get to do this as a job is just and it's just a plus. Ooh, this is a good one. Where would you like to see yourself with social media in the next five years? Um, I hate to put a number on it, but I would love to be over a million on TikTok. I have like 570, almost 580 on TikTok. Um, and then I would, I don't even know where I would be in five years on Instagram, but I hope to have a couple hundred thousand on Instagram. And I think it'd be fun to own a business with Kaden um, or just own a business myself. I'm not really sure what I would do right now, but I would love to start some sort of business um, and kind of have that as like a, like a backup plan too. kind of just, I want to have multiple multiple streams of income, um, just in case, you know, social media goes away one day, which I don't see it going away anytime soon, but you just, you never know. And, um, we definitely want to flip houses. So maybe that could be something, um, that we would start a business doing together. Um, but not really sure. A lot of questions about how to get started and, stuff like that on social media. And I will say that Gary V, um, if you don't follow him, he has some really, really, really good podcast episodes and like YouTube videos, maybe about like how to get started. And he is like, he's really good at simplifying it and just being like, just fucking post, you know, just, just post whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, post about what you like and post every single day and stuff like that. So I would definitely listen to him, but his, his advice is basically, yeah, just like be consistent, post every single day. Um, don't give a fuck about what anybody says about you. Um, and just go for it. If you want to do it full time and you want to make, um, a living out of it, just find, find something that somebody else can find valuable. So whether that's advice, a product, um, whatever, go on TikTok and review your favorite beauty products. That's how I, that's how I got a lot of beauty, um, brands, brand deals is I would, I was already using these products. I would just go and do my makeup on TikTok and tag the brands or something. And another brand would be like, Oh my God, I love this video. We want to send you blah, blah, blah. And have you post about it. So like to start out with brands will probably just send you gifts. Um, and you can, I would hundred percent post about them. If brands like baby products, like Owlet sent us stuff, Kite Baby sent, sent us stuff, Caden Lane, um, P 
pink blush maternity, like all these, all these brands were sending stuff when I was pregnant and I wasn't getting paid for them, but they were sending stuff for free. And I would always repost them and post my code or the link or something that they gave me. Um, because then that shows good faith to the brand too. Um, so yeah. Oh, here's a good one. How do I deal with posting something that didn't perform well? Um, I, I don't care. Uh, Kaden is way more concerned with views, likes, comments, all that kind of stuff than I am. Um, like he posted an ad the other day. He's like, Oh, it did terrible. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, I mean, obviously you don't want zero views on an ad because then the brand will be really upset. But at the same time, like just post it. I don't have my likes turned off because why? I don't care who sees that I got 300 likes on a post and then 8,000 on the one the day before. I I just don't care. Um, I think that's a good mindset to have because then you just post whatever and not worry about it. I think people are too worried about, oh my God, this got zero likes. I have to delete it or something like that. And it's like, why? If you like the picture and you think you look good or it's of a landscape that you love and you think it's beautiful, who cares if only two people liked it? Keep that shit up. doesn't matter. Um, somebody said all about brand partnership, how to pitch yourself to large brands, um, working on growing your TikTok. Uh, consistency is the number one thing that I keep saying, um, how to pitch yourself to big brands. I would definitely find an agency that has some pretty big influencers and see if they'll work with you. Um, see if they'll do like non-exclusive or if they have a minimum that you have to make every month, I wouldn't work with them. Um, just because like at the beginning of the year, I think I was getting multiple brands a month. And now it's like, it's quarter two or what is it? Quarter three, technically like things slow down and brands are like, they go really hard with their budgets at the beginning of the year and the end of the year. So it's like, they're making up for their budget at the end of the year. And then they're like, Oh, we have all this money to spend at the beginning of the year. So it slows down in the middle of the year. Um, but you don't want somebody that's like, you have to make $10,000 with me every single month for me to pitch you to brands. Um, because that, I think that's stupid. Um, and I don't personally work with agencies like that. So, um, definitely find an agency that you vibe with and somebody who's going to pitch you to brands and not lowball um, your prices, but it's hard to pitch yourself because I feel like big brands, they think it's more professional. They see it as more professional to work with an agency rather than um, just by yourself. And they know that you don't really know what market price is if you're not an agent because you're not working with multiple um, businesses and brands and influencers. So they kind of take advantage of you and lowball you, which is exactly what the Beach Waiver did. I could have gotten well over $1,000 I could have gotten well over $2,000 for that TikTok video. And I did it for 500. And I posted it on TikTok, Instagram, Instagram stories, they ran it as an ad for multiple months. So um, definitely work with an agent um, who knows what they're doing, and will go through your contracts with you. And yeah, definitely work with an agent. Um, and you don't want to have to it's hard if you have another job, especially, or if you have kids and you're just starting this out, it's hard to manage all of your brands or even just a partnership, one of them, because things can go 
things can slide under the radar and you don't really know what you're looking for in a contract. They could slip something in there or um, you could forget to do something and you don't want the brand to follow up with you and be like, hey, where's that video? You know, you have your agent to kind of be like, hey, just a reminder that blah, blah, blah is due tomorrow. Just kind of like a a backup um, to kind of keep you accountable. So that would be my number one thing for pitching for um, to pitch yourself to big brands is get an agent. How do you find your brand? Um, I would definitely say just write down what your favorite things are, what you like to consume and figure out if that's something that you would want to post about. Like, do you like to work out? Do you like to eat healthy? Do you like to cook? Um, Do you like to shop? Are you really into clothes? Are you really into makeup? Stuff like that. Like, and you can have more than one, um, more than one thing that you're passionate about and willing to post about. But I would definitely pick out a few and be like, okay, um, cause you don't want to, you don't want to have too much going on on your page, but you don't want to just stick to one thing. Cause then you're kind of like pigeonholed into that thing. So like, if I was only posting about workouts, then like a dress company would not, would most likely not reach out to me. Or if they did, then that post would not resonate with my following. You know what I mean? Like if I was a workout girl and only posted like workout videos and workout clothes and stuff like that, then like a dress company or like a casual clothing company. If I posted like a try on haul with that, that video would not do well with my followers. And if I was watching like a fitness girl and then she got an ad for that, I would be like, why is she doing this? That's not like her normal content. But if she was like mixing that stuff in normally on a regular basis, then I would be like, oh, that's cute. Like, you know, she posts regular clothes and workout clothes and workouts and whatever. So you don't want to pigeonhole yourself, but you also don't want to be like taking on too many different things that kind of don't really like go together. If you're going to do like lifestyle, then make sure you're posting multiple aspects of that. All right. Well, I think I answered everybody's questions, um, all of the ones that had to do with social media. And I feel like I talked about pretty much everything that I wanted to touch on with social media. Um, I think this is a good one. My mouth is so dry because I just talked so much. I have an hour and 14 minutes of recording that I need to send to my editor now. And he's probably going to kill me, but that's fine. Um, Anyways, I think this was really good. And I know I say I'm excited at the end of every freaking episode because I'm boring. So sorry. Um, But yeah, this was a good one. And I'm also excited to um, talk about baby sleep, hopefully next week. This is the episode I keep hyping up because I'm so excited about it. Um, Anyways, thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you on the next one.